0: Hello, my dudes. Welcome back to Previously Gifted. It's about that time of the week again, isn't it? It just goes by so fast. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with my brother. If you haven't listened yet, my 18-year-old brother gives a little bit of insight about his favorite bad movies and college and other things about just being 18, but mostly I feel like it was me talking a lot. Oops, I'm not very good at having guests, you know, because this is my show. Um, To be real, I'm exhausted. I'm so tired and I'm very grumpy. Um, but it's chillin', it's cool. Uh, yeah, so last week, Nathan and I were entertaining my brother for about five days, and then we had a day off, and then uh, some of Nathan's family is in town, they are currently here, they're here for another few days, uh, so we were going to the city, and hanging out with them, and doing the whole thing, which is a lot of fun, but it's also exhausting. Especially coming from me, someone who prefers to to be at rest so to speak a lot of the time you know i like to be home i like to be chilling i like to be sitting and watching things listening to things Um, yeah, mostly I just, I like to be indoors. So anyway, it's a struggle for me every time we have to go all the way to the city, we have to ride a train, it's like 45 minutes, which on the way there seems easy, but when it's like midnight and you're trying to get back and it's freezing cold, such as last night, oh my god, it's a nightmare. We missed a train and then we didn't want to wait like another hour for one, so then we took an Ubi home. (laughs) And it was expensive. Sorry for that cough. Wow. Wow. I think I'm inhaling dust because my my desk is really dusty. Anyway, welcome to the podcast today. I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about because... um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so tired. There's not a lot going on in my head. Again, I haven't had my restful time, which is usually where I sit and think of ideas or I'm just, you know, mulling over different things. So I'm mostly just like, I hate Times Square and I hate being cold. But I don't think I could talk about those things for a full hour, so we're just going to have to find other things to discuss, right? Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to my patrons. I wish I had a little jingle, a little a little jingle if you guys want to make me a song, if any of you are musicians. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? A little project. Um, Yes, shout out to my patrons. If you want to support the podcast, you can pay just $1 and have access to bonus content As always, I'm trying to figure out how to create more content on there for you guys. But anyway, you can check it out, patreon.com slash previouslygifted. And we have permanent sponsors that I would like to thank, times ten, so here they are. Drum roll, please. This podcast is off to a great start. I think I forgot how to talk. I came home from work and I got to be alone for a few hours. And I just, ugh, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Joni K, Hannah Baker, Kirsty McCulloch, Eric Courtright, Lily Dillon, Matt Barham, Jerome Nivens, and Liz Walsh. You'd think I've, I would have that memorized by now, but I don't say them in the same order every time. Um, but anyway, shout out to you guys. I love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. I very much appreciate it. So let's get the frick into the nitty-gritty. Yeah, like I said, I hate being cold, this motherfucking weather is bullshit. I think it's ruining my life. My life is ruined. When I go outside, it's chilly, I'm not wearing enough layers, it's April, bitch. What the fuck is this? My spoiled ass is used to the first week of April being like spring break in California and it's warm and you're finally like, oh my god, it's almost summer. I feel like I'm in an eternal winter, and it's so bad. It's so bad. And yeah, like I said, on top of that, being in Times Square, oh my god, that is my actual hell, my true true hell. I hate it. There's way too many people around. I don't like being bombarded with advertisements. And yeah, that's just not my cup of tea, you know? But some people like it. I mean, like, I guess as a touristy thing, it's like, oh, cool. This is an iconic spot of Manhattan, but it's also the worst. After you see it once or twice, I would think that most people wouldn't ever want to go there again. But somehow I keep getting back there. Um we actually saw Wicked, dude, Wicked. We we saw the SpongeBob <laughs> on Broadway show. Um was that this week? My god, it's been a long week. Yes, two Broadway shows in one week. And unfortunately, it wasn't Harry Potter and the Cursed Child part 1 and 2. Nathan and I are trying to get some of those tickets, but also I'm not trying to spend a million dollars. Anyway, um Yeah, we saw Wicked last night, which I was really excited about, and I was glad that I kind of knew some of the songs. I was like, oh, I freaking know, I kind of know this chorus. Um, And off the top of my head, I can't think of it. What is it? Defying gravity. I kept imagining the um, Wicked Witch. What's her name? Elfie, I don't know. I kept imagining her as Adina Menzel because um, she was the original Wicked Witch in the Broadway show, and um, that song just gave me goosebumps. And then that popular song, popular, oh, that's bad. I should never, ever sing uh, that song. I didn't know was from Wicked, so I was like, oh, I know this one, but I didn't expect this to happen. Um, and there was another one that I kind of knew. But anyway, Wicked was really, uh, incredible. Obviously the vocals are amazing. Um, we were sitting kind of off to the side, so it was a little bit more difficult to see. We were in this giant theater, the biggest Broadway theater I've been in. It's the Gershwin Theater, if anyone's familiar. Um, so it was amazing, and the set was incredible, but it was like, yeah, we were off to the side a little bit, so I was like... Trying to, trying to wiggle around to make sure I could see um, what was happening. Anyway, it was great, and then it ended, and then we spent oh, so long just trying to get, like, Ubers to send Nathan's family back to their hotel, and then we were just trying to get to Penn Station to catch our freaking train, and then just everything went wrong. <laughs> and I got so impatient, and I felt so bad, because, like, I just get so snappy when I'm obviously, like, tired and cold and just over it. But I was like, "Uh, I don't want to take this out on anybody because it's nobody's fault. But I can't, I can't pretend to be content anymore because I'm so tired. I'm straight up like, I'm the biggest weenie when it comes to staying up past any hour. Like even, it's not even lateness in the night. It's just like, If I've been out in the world for more than a few hours, I'm like, uh, okay, it's time to go back home. What's happening? So when I'm, like, out and about for, like, a whole full day, let alone a weekend or a week, I'm like, this, this is pushing me to the limit, you know? Anybody else? Can you relate? (laughs) Let me know. Um, Anyway, enough about me complaining about the weather. I hope it gets better soon. We're going to Miami at the end of the month. It's going to be warm. We're going to do nothing. We're looking forward to that so much. It's going to be weird. I'm going to be in Florida. I don't know what there is to do there, but that's the point. We really, truly only want to lay in the sand on towels. Not just in the sand. That would be uncomfortable. Um, I know people like to, like, shop and party in Miami, but that also, (laughs) those are also two other versions of hell. So, yes, I would literally rather just lay. I think that's actually the common thread, basically. My favorite things are chilling, relaxing, napping, reading a book, and falling asleep while reading the book. Anyway, it's going to be a good time. Um, I kind of wanted to discuss, uh... This whole idea about, you know, veganism and sustainability and kind of getting called out for not being perfect. I know I talked about this um, on a long Instagram rant, and then I went to try to film a video about it to put on Tiffany Ferg, but like, it just, I couldn't say <laughs> what I meant to say in the way that I wanted to say it. So now I'm just going to ramble on and on because I can spend as much time as I want making no sense on the subject. Um <sighs> I don't know. I think about it all the time. I feel like as a vegan in the first place, you have to you have to defend all your choices to everybody, um, which you know it's understandable because it is pretty different than the standard lifestyle. I mean, the diet alone is extreme to a lot of people. Um, but you know, when it when it applies to all of the products in your life and really everything in your life, trying to be you know, supporting vegan businesses and products, cruelty-free things. Um, and then the lines get very blurred and there are a lot of gray areas or or it's just difficult to keep track of things. So anyway, um, I don't remember. Uh, there was like a comment on on a video, yes, and someone was calling me out about something. I don't even want to talk about that again, but it's like, <laughs> it's so hard to try to raise awareness for issues that you think are important like in my case I think veganism is a very important um, issue and topic and sustainability and how to be eco-friendly and also to an extent like minimalism and all of that but um, it's hard to bring that up without being called out because people what I think is people hearing it naturally get a little defensive. Um, because it's reflecting on their own lifestyle and habits. So when you're saying, oh, it's really important to not support too much fast fashion, and you should probably be aware of what you're eating because of the cruelty involved in animal products and you know, yada yada, people, people just don't like to hear that, and I totally get it. Um, everybody is naturally defensive when, when their lifestyles are called out. But it's very strange because um, I don't know. I've been thinking about like my own life and how I'm like never satisfied with my um, efforts in being more sustainable, more eco friendly. But also, I'm trying to be realistic. So I'm trying to be more, um, not beat myself up for not being perfect because really, I mean, there is almost no way to consume and be perfect. You know, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. I feel like I've said that so many times. Uh, I love that. Um, But really, it's like, because I feel bad if I buy like, like a not vegan, not cruelty-free mascara, but it's my favorite mascara, and I use it for a long time, and and I don't buy other mascaras, so is that okay? And some people would say, no, that's not okay, you're a fake vegan, you're not a vegan, you're just plant-based, you should never call yourself a vegan. And I'm like, whoa, 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 but what about all these other things that I do, and what about, you know, advocating for these things? Anyway, my, <laughs> it always just gets back to um, being reasonable, and not attacking people. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it's like every time it's around my vegan anniversary. Um, it's actually maybe in like a week or so, my three-year vegan anniversary. Every time it's around my vegan anniversary, I, I just think about, you know, what I've learned and how my eating and like lifestyle habits have changed over the years. And I love it. I mean, I really do. I am truly happy to be vegan. I'm happy to carry that label. Um, And I'm also happy to admit that I'm not 100% perfect in terms of the entire lifestyle. Um, I think in terms of diet, I'm like, you know, 99 point whatever. um, Because I'm, I'm careful about what I eat and making sure I see what's in everything. You know, after three years, I would hope that I would kind of have the hang of this whole thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always a challenge in terms of consumption and supporting things because it's like, uh, there's so many issues that go into like clothing and like the chain um, of distribution and manufacturing or like any product really. So it's like one component of it may be really sustainable But then another one isn't, or I don't know if this is making sense. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's like when you buy something um, that's eco-friendly or it's vegan or it's cruelty-free, but it comes with all this packaging that's, you know, not made with recycled materials. And you're like, oh, well, now I just contributed to that. I don't know. Um... I'm just talking myself in circles. Basically, I will probably make a video about this on my main channel once I put all these nonsense thoughts together. Um, But one of you sent me a video on Instagram, I think, in my DMs. That was um, a guy talking about, basically, he called it like a reasonable um, environmentalist. The video is really cool. I need to like share it on Twitter or something. But it was it was called something like "Can a Vegan Eat Craft Dinner?" And basically, he was saying like he studies environmentalism or sustainability, um, and then he would find himself at home eating something like craft mac and cheese, which is you know super processed, but also like obviously the not like not a sustainable or eco friendly brand. You know, like they don't go out of their way to do anything above any other food product. Um, But yeah, some people would say, oh, you're an environmentalist and you're wasting this cardboard and you're wasting this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, um, the video is really good. But basically at the end, he was like, I'm trying to think of a label for myself because I think calling myself an environmentalist is like not only pretentious, but also like you're just asking for people to call you out based on like any of your um, lifestyle decisions. And so he's like, you know, I try, I try, but I know I'm not perfect, and I'm I'm setting just, like, realistic goals for myself, and I'm trying to just be better. Oh, he said one really great thing. He said, like, you could have a few hundred, like, he, he called them, like, evangelist <laughs> environmentalists, like, evangelical? Oh, I don't know. Like, very, very devoted, extreme, pure environmentalists, or even vegans, um, Or you could have millions of reasonable people who are giving more effort. And truly, like collectively, everyone giving more effort, like 10%, 20%, 50% more effort in all of these areas, lifestyle, diet, all of that, consumption. Um, Everyone making smaller changes truly does make more impact in terms of resource usage and, and advocacy and everything. Rather than people <laughs> expecting everyone else to be 100% perfect, and therefore only a small minority of people even attempt to improve um, themselves and their habits. So I really enjoyed that video. If you guys uh, want to check it out, once again, it's can kind a of vegan eat craft dinner? Um, great concept, but yeah, like <laughs> it is tough with the with the vegan label um, because. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Even Nathan, he he was just at dinner with his family, and I guess they were talking about, like, why he's been eating. He eats, like, mostly vegan, um, but he'll eat some fish or, you know, some eggs sometimes. Um, But, you know, he's put in so much more effort, and he's made so many changes. Again, instead of trying to go 100% and failing after a week or two, he has been able to pretty much since the summer, yeah. For the entire time that we've been together, he's been putting in so much effort, and he's been, like, probably 80 or 90% vegan. And, like, that is so, so incredible. And it is a lot more sustainable in terms of, like, personal goals, you know? I, I think a lot of people can can make long-term small changes that don't feel so daunting, and, and they aren't scared to be called out if they make a slip up. I mean, like... It's really like, um, (laughs) I don't know if I should make this comparison, but it's almost like overcoming an addiction, which kind of it is because there are so many terrible foods and, and just things that we're addicted to. Um, but it's like when you're in recovery in any way, um, it's natural to make slip ups or, you know, whatever you make a mistake, but, but that doesn't mean that you should absolutely give up. And just just drop the whole idea or, you know, whatever you're doing. It's just like, okay, you recognize that you made the mistake. You try to figure out what you can do maybe next time to avoid making the same mistake. And then you just don't beat yourself up about it. But if you have people there who are like, wow, you call yourself a vegan, but you bought this cruelty-free thing, you're fake, blah, blah, blah then people are going to see that and they're going to go, oh my god, you know, I'm interested in in being vegan or maybe, you know, buying cruelty-free products, but if I'm going to get called out like that, I don't, I don't want to get involved with that group of people. I don't want to get involved in that community and have that judgment. And so it's like, it's tough. It's tricky. But the thing is, people, a lot of people don't like to be honest, especially when it comes to, like, the vegan community on YouTube or the internet. Like it's all of these fake idealized images of what being vegan is. It's these perfect aesthetically pleasing meals and perfectly clean eating and like minimal junk food, minimal oil, um, never admitting to your mistakes or never being real about your struggles or challenges. Like there are just so many things that that give people these unrealistic expectations of what it's like to be vegan or to, to um, be more of an environmentalist or to be living a more sustainable lifestyle, you know? Um, And when you give people these unrealistic, you know, uh, perfect expectations, they are going to fall short and, and then they're just probably going to quit, you know? So like, Let's chill out, let's dial it back, let's encourage effort, let's encourage research, let's encourage myth-busting. Even if it does, I don't know, like like back when people would be like, oh, I went vegan and now I'm a skinny Instagram model and I feel amazing and all I eat is fruit. In the years since, like it's been maybe four or five years since that was super popular. But in the years since then like people are finally honest and they'll say i used to be a fruitarian, and i felt like shit." but online i would say that i felt great because sometimes i did feel great but then i felt terrible and then i had deficiencies so it's like when people can be honest and not encourage these ridiculous strict clean pure diets or whatever or lifestyles whatever um when people can be honest about their challenges That's when other people can come out and say, whoa, I struggled with that too, but I was scared to talk about it because I didn't want people yelling at me, you know? Um, Let's all just be more real and let's all just help each other and, like, don't let your ego get in the way Um, and also don't be judgmental of other people because I know I have been too and I'm trying to recognize that and, and curb it, you know? When I see someone who ordinarily promotes kind of the same kind of messages that I do and then I see them promoting something contradictory, I'm kind of like, hmm, what is that? But I need to take a step back. Step back in those moments and go, who the fuck am I to judge? I don't know the situation. And even if they are doing something that contradicts with most of the things that they um, talk about, they don't have to be perfect. They have their reasons, whatever. And that's another thing. I was about to say like uh, something about like practice what you what you preach. And that's the thing, we shouldn't be preaching veganism. It's not this magical thing that solves all of your problems and makes your life perfect. And it's not incredibly easy. It's not incredibly affordable. Being vegan is difficult. It's a challenge. It, it's, It's hard in almost every way. Can you get to a point where it's easy and you're used to it and it's manageable for you and your friends and family and your lifestyle? Yes, absolutely. But from the start, you cannot say that going vegan is easy, or it's going to solve all your problems, or it's going to make you lose all the weight that you want to, or that it'll be easy to get all the nutrients that you need. Like, that's why a lot of people will be vegan for years and then all of a sudden be like, oh, I went to the doctor and I'm deficient in things, so now I have to eat meat again. And they just revert completely back to their old lifestyle. Um, because like... I don't know. I don't know. People people don't encourage, like, checking up on your, your nutrients and how your body is doing, you know? You can't just eat and assume that you're completely fine because you're vegan, you know? Just like anybody, anybody, any diet, you don't know. Um, you can't always tell the long-term effects of a diet or lifestyle change. Right away, you might feel great, or maybe in a few weeks, you'll feel great. But long-term, anything, you need to you need to keep up with it and get blood tests and make adjustments. And taking supplements is totally fine. And, you know, doing whatever you need to do to meet all of those requirements nutritionally, that's totally fine. I hate when people supplement shame. I'm like, what? What the... They're like, oh, well, you could get that eating this. You got to eat more of this. Whatever makes it work for people, whatever is manageable, I'm fine with that. If you want to have fortified foods, sure. If you want to take supplements, sure. Um, You want to eat more raw, whatever kinds of foods to get those nutrients, great. Do it your way. Maybe do a combination of everything. Whatever works. Okay, my camera's going to pause. We're going to take a little break. Oops. Oops. Oops, it paused. All right, I just talked for so long. Okay, see ya. And we're back. Really quick, another kind of thing about being called out. I just I just got a comment on one of my Instagram pictures, and um, it basically said, or it was like a picture of me back in, like, January when I was visiting California with two of my best friends, and somebody commented... I thought you had no friends. I just came from that video. Probably referring to the video I made back in November, like when I first moved here, um, called I'm unemployed and I have no friends. (sighs) Here's the thing. Um, when I make any video, I'm only, I'm only expecting parts of my audience to see them, you know? So when I make a title like that, I mean, that title wasn't clickbait. It was, like, True. I was talking about how I had just moved across the country. I didn't have a job um, other than YouTube, and my only friend was my boyfriend that I'm living with. Um, and to an extent, that's still true. I have a job now, but like, I don't have friends. Nathan doesn't either. <laughs> we literally only hang out with each other, and we're kind of fine with that. Um, but anyway, like, so initially, it was like all of my own subscribers and viewers. Uh, Watching and commenting, and people are like, Oh, I can relate, blah blah blah. It's really hard to start out in a new place. Um, But suddenly, that video, like in the past month or so, has been getting a lot more views um, from random people, of course. And they just like, I don't know, either people are like way too extreme about it, they'll be like, you know, type out a whole paragraph about their own. Um, <laughs> lack of friends in their whole life and I'm like, ah, this is a lot for a comment. Um, I've even had people like message me and be like, I heard you have no friends. We can be friends. But like, okay, not like you guys. Like you guys, I want to be friends with. My actual like viewers, subscribers who I talk to <laughs> on a regular basis and stuff. But these are just like random ass people who stumbled upon one video of mine and they're like, I'll be your friend if you don't have any. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I wasn't talking about internet friends. I was talking about in real life friends, you know? Like, is it so crazy for me to make a video and say, I'm in this new place and I'm struggling because I don't have any friends here in this place. Like, if I were to want to go out to breakfast with the girlies, who would I call, you know? Probably just one of my coworkers, if anything. Um, Because those are the, the only people I see other than Nathan and my roommates. Um but it's like I don't know. I don't know. It's very very interesting. But anyway, yeah, so I got that comment on my picture that was like you do have friends. Sorry, I just burped into the mic. I drank water during the break and sorry. Um oh my god. This mic is picking up everything. I apologize. Um <laughs> So anyway, this guy is like you do have friends. And I was like, I don't need to reply to this, but I did. And I was like, yeah, friends that live across the country. I love, like, randomly replying to one stray comment. because um, Sometimes I just have, like, something sassy or quick to say. But it's like, <laughs> or, or those people, I'll see them comment on that video, and then they'll watch something else and be like, oh, so you do have friends. Look, here you are with so-and-so. And I'm like, dude... When I say, I have no friends, it doesn't mean I have zero friends, okay? And maybe people are mad at me for saying that, but it's like, it's not, I don't know. Am I supposed to say, uh, I have one significant other, three to four long distance best friends, mm, less than 10 good solid acquaintances, and that's it, no one local. (laughs) It's like, it's much easier for me to just say, I have no friends. You know? Um, But anyway. Or yeah, there would be people commenting on there and be like, how dare you say that? I literally have no one. And I'm like, first of all, I feel bad, but like, I'm just a girl making videos for my audience. And you're just a random person who happened to stumble upon this video. And you're taking it personally? You know? It's like... I I have things like that happen to a lot of videos, obviously. and it's always interesting because I'm just like, why? Why is this happening now? It's very weird getting um, called out by random people or just like getting comments from random people because obviously they don't know me. So they don't like they don't have the context that my viewers would. So literally just watching one video and, you know, all of your assumptions come from that. I mean, it's a classic Internet <laughs> struggle, but um, yeah it's weird i have been um i privated a lot of my videos i think i mentioned that in a pod before but also today i've been archiving my instagram i had over like (laughs) 2300 pictures and like my instagram we talk about it my instagram sucks okay i know that i'm constantly losing followers there was a point a couple of months ago, where I was close to hitting like 12k, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" I was like steadily growing some followers, which whatever. I mean, I acknowledge it, but I, I it doesn't like excite me too much, um, because my Instagram has always grown just kind of slowly in proportion to my YouTube. So it's like whatever. Um, but I'm at one. I'm at 11.6. I've lost like 400 followers since then, and like I don't know what happened, but like. I just I just only lose followers now. I guess I'm not gaining a lot of followers because I I've given up on like promoting my Instagram and my videos. But if you do want to follow me, t ferg double underscore. I mean they're just they're just whatever pictures I want to post. Like so many influencers, content creators, they'll only post pictures pretty much from photo shoots um, because those are high quality. They're styled. They look really good and they're edited, whatever. Um, I just post whatever I'm doing that day. And most of the time, they're really shitty pictures, Um, which I enjoy. I just like, I like documenting things, and I don't need things to be overly, you know, planned, really. I'm just like, oh, I was at Central Park today. Here's a picture, you know. Um, But anyway, I, um, I was like, okay, I could get, I could archive, you know, a good amount of pictures and just leave, like, the best ones, you know, what whichever ones go well together, which annoyingly is, like, all selfies. Um, sorry, I'm burping. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> it's it's all selfies, but it's, like, that's the annoying thing as, again, a content creator, an influencer. Um, people, I mean, your, your most liked pictures are always selfies, so it's like, okay, if I want to keep my likes up, if I want to keep my average likes going, I've got to post selfies, but then you look like a fucking vapid, egotistical, you know, self-centered bitch, but then again, posting selfies on your own Instagram, why is that a problem, you know? So anyway, I've been having a little bit of fun going through and archiving, that's, that's what I spent a good hour or something doing today. It's interesting. I'm like, oh, I love looking back through my old Instagrams anyway. Um, but like, I'm like, oh, there are some shitty pictures in here. Oh, that one only got 300 likes. That's pretty bad. Um, for me, I'd say a, a picture is good if it gets over like a thousand likes. Um, Again, to my ratio, followers to likes, whatever. Um, My best pictures have gotten about 2,000-ish likes. So that's a pretty wide gap between. But, like, if a picture gets 300 likes and I have 11,000 followers, that's a lot of people scrolling past and not giving one fuck. So it's interesting because I, like, I should just have a personal Instagram and a professional Instagram, but it's like, I don't have a professional life, you know? None of the YouTube stuff that I do, like when was the last time I went on a photo shoot? Literally the only time is ever when I visit my sister. Um, so (laughs) I'm not like these YouTubers in LA who are all friends with photographers and get to go on cute photo shoots all the time. Um, I just, I don't have the pics for it. So I'm going to post my shitty ones and you're going to have to deal with it. Anyway, um, somebody else asked me to discuss veganism and body image. I know I just talked about veganism a lot, um, but kind of on that same realm of, like, promising skinniness and even, like, glorifying skinniness, because it's not just, like, thin people that, um, that are, like, those vegan stereotypes, but it's, like, it's people who are naturally thin to begin with. Like, they were thin... And like skinny and rocking bikinis before they went vegan. So it's like, why, why do we look up to those people as like vegan icons? It's just skinny white girls on the beach. I mean, at least like at the very beginning of the vegan trends, like years ago, that's what it was. It's a little different now, which is good. Um, but again, veganism needs to be intersectional. I don't think that's the right use of intersectional. Um, but actually, I guess it is because just as just as with feminism, you have to look at issues from all of these different angles and with so many different layers. Um with veganism, I guess you need to as well, you know, it's about race, gender. You don't hear about too many male vegans, you know? that's that's the thing. But anyway, body image was the question. Um, for me, i I didn't have to go vegan because I had, Issues, like, not eating, but um, I definitely did used to eat, like, trash, but I had a really good metabolism, so I looked good, um, but I felt like shit, obviously, and so I went vegan and then, you know, went through bumps in the road, and now it's just like, I pretty much eat whatever I want because it's vegan, and for the most part, it's relatively healthy, Um, but obviously I dank out on some vegan junk food when I can, um, but lately, I don't know if it's just the winter, it probably is, but I've definitely got, like, some extra poundage on me, and it's not that bad, it's probably not that noticeable, but, uh, I have had to be, like, trying on dresses for these events that I'm going to, I have one, uh, this week that I've just bought another dress for, Love that. Um, But, yeah, it's, like, trying things on, and I'm, like, oh, my God, my arms look fat. It's, like, my arms aren't fat. They're just so not toned. I truly have no arm muscle. The only arm muscle I have currently I can attribute to lifting milk jugs at Starbucks. Oh, my God, dude. I'm probably gaining, like, back muscle and shit because, like, I'm, like, you know, I'm steaming milk, and I'm pulling those shots, and I'm going And I'm getting the pitchers and um, shaking the freaking green teas. And I'm just grabbing gallon after gallon of milk. And, you know. Yeah, at work I've been like, holy shit. I've been, like, lifting with my back instead of my legs. Ouch. And, like, my arms are, like, low-key sore. And I'm moving all slow because I'm like, fuck, I've been on this bar for a couple hours and I'm just tired. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've been looking at myself and I'm like, "Mm mmm. I could lose a couple, I could, I could lose a couple, um, but, yeah, I mean, I just haven't been active, so it's like, I, I, that's what it is, and then every time I think about going to the gym, I'm like, no! So I would really like to make a lifestyle change, and I attempted to. There was a time a few weeks ago, right after dress shopping and looking at my arms and going, these need to be toned. I went straight on Amazon and tried to buy some weights, just little hand weights, like five pounds or whatever, so I could put them in my room and use them. (laughs) I'd for sure use them all the time. I wouldn't just buy them and leave them sitting there like that mini steamer that I bought and haven't opened yet. I just love shopping on Amazon, you know, relatable. Um, But yeah, I bought these weights, and then something went wrong, and, like, they didn't show up, and Amazon was like, yeah, I think we lost your package, and I was like, oh, okay, and they said, like, either you can pick to have them resend another one, or you could get your money back, so I was like, oh, no, send me more, and then it wouldn't let me, and then it wouldn't let me have my money back, so... I need to contact amazon support welcome to my podcast i'm gonna burp again they're tiny little burps and it's just like leave me alone for five ten twenty minutes leave me alone for an hour so that i can talk to my people on the pod okay anyway that's my body image no but really like for the first time i'm noticing little bits of cellulite and it's funny because I'm comparing myself to literally, like, my 16-year-old self. It's like, no shit, my 16-year-old self didn't have cellulite. I was a baby. And now I'm growing into an adult woman. It's fine for me to have some freaking cellulite, you know? But then I'm also like, tone up, bitch. Tone up. Go to the gym. Do those squats. But um, I've really never gotten myself into, like, a strict um, routine, in terms of exercising. But I would love to be in shape, dude. I don't like being out of shape, it sucks. I'm tired all the time. And then, yeah, I look at my body and I'm just like, there's no muscle on this, none, none. Ugh, oh, so anyway, um, going to Miami soon, gonna wear bathing suits. I'm so pale and just so, so wintry. You know, we all are, we get wintry. And that's a little pudge, and that's just pallid, pallid skin. Um, so, anyway, sorry. Body image. The thing is, talking about body image can be kind of, like, triggering to people, so I apologize if you're listening to this and don't like hearing me, like, nitpick about my body, because um, I know it's it's not constructive to discuss, like, I really hate my arms, and then someone sees, and they're like, oh, well, my arms are bigger than yours, now, I hate myself, you know, I don't want to make anyone feel bad because they're comparing their body to me and I'm talking shit on my body. Like let's not do that. Um anyway, the they also asked me to discuss like the pot the body the potty positivity body positivity movement, which I love uh, for the most part. I don't know. it's really tough. Again, it's like, oh, it's so difficult because so many people make judgments about. Other people, it's funny, you talk about body positivity, like say say someone who's overweight talks about body positivity and they say, I love who I am, I love me, I love my fat, I love my my jiggles, I love my cellulite, I love my stretch marks, and then people will say, oh, you shouldn't be glorifying this, that's unhealthy. And it's just like, again, it's like, you're just trying to, to spread a, a good message, like, oh, love yourself. Your body can be imperfect in whatever ways, and you can still love yourself. Um, But then there's people who just take it kind of out of context, or I guess it's not out of context, but they just, they're, they're, they're discussing a different point. You know, it's not like, it's not like someone's coming out and being like, I'm the healthiest, fittest person there is. I love my body. They're saying, you know, I, I, I want to have self-esteem, even though I'm not a fucking Victoria's Secret model, you know? Um, But people will always be like, you're encouraging obesity. You're encouraging diabetes. It's like, fuck you, bitch. You literally do not know their health. Like, literally. Oh, God. I'm going to give a shout out. To one of my pals, her name is Bree Kish. She's a model. You've probably seen her. Um, you probably know of her. She's great. She's been blowing up recently. Um, we met back in high school. We're from Orange County, and she's just she's awesome. But yeah, she is a model. She's a plus size model, and she has the most amazing, the just combination of features. She's awesome. Um, she's pretty tall. She's like five ten. Um, she's. Like, very small on top, and then she's got, like, you know, a bigger hip and waist, or not hips, hips, yes. She has a small waist, bigger hips, big butt, big big legs, you know, she's a great, great figure. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, I always, like, see her tweets about, um, you know, once in a while, she'll talk about kind of random things about what it's like to be a plus-size model. Um and recently she tweeted something about being, like, the token bigger girl on shoots, you know? Because she'll do, like, swimwear suit, shoots or or anything. And there's, like, the typical size model. And then there's her for, like, the plus size part of the campaign. But it's, like, I don't know. I would love to have her on the on the podcast. I haven't seen her in so long. Shouts out, Bree. I don't know if you listen to my podcast. But, um... I don't know why I I brought this up. She's great, though. She's very cool. And she's really great about um, being called out by people who just don't know what they're talking about. Um, Because Brie is half black. Her dad is black and her mom is white. And so, like, her features are incredible. But you can't really tell, like, what she is um, (laughs) based on just looking at her. Um, She's got, like, red hair and, like, pale skin. But, like, kind of, like, black facial features, like, she has bigger lips and kind of, like, a, a more black kind of nose, if that makes sense um, but, like yeah, she's she's just a beautiful mixed lady, and sometimes people will, like, call her out or something, usually it's about, like, being I don't know, like, cultural appropriation or something uh, like, wearing cornrows they'll be like, you really shouldn't wear those because blah blah, blah. and she's like, actually, I'm literally black, I'm half black like <laughs> you don't know me Uh, that's the lesson of today's podcast you don't know me you don't know anybody even if they put a shit ton of their life online or even if you try to put together the narrative you don't know to be honest like I don't even know I don't know me you know like I live me (laughs) this is not making sense I live me all the time, and I make videos about me. I make podcasts about me. I take pictures of me, and I still don't know me. To be honest, I feel like Nathan knows me more than I know me, which is such a cute, couple thing to say. But, like, literally, he's so funny. I love him. Um, <laughs> I can be doing some dumb shit. Like, I can be throwing just a typical little fit. Um, which, by the way, I feel like I'm pretty well... Um, Well, well controlled in terms of, like, temper and stuff. But, like, when I'm hungry or cold or tired, you know, basically, um, I'll just start to be, like, snappy. And then I'll immediately be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. And um, he's like, no, I know. (laughs) He's like, I know. (laughs) And he just just knows. I still will say sorry because I don't want to, like, snap at him or be mean because he never deserves it. He's the nicest, most giving and generous person. (sighs) I love him. Um, but still, I'm like, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't snap at you, I'm just hungry, and I just, oh my god, (laughs) the other night, when we were with Tyler, we saw Spongebob, and then we were at Times Square, and I hate Times Square, um, and I really wanted Vinny's Pizza, which is this, like, amazing, vegan-friendly, um, pizza place in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg, and, um, I was, like, craving Vinny's Pizza, and um i was set on going there and i was like hey that's like on the way home you know what if we like took a subway to vinnie's pizza and then from there ubered or whatever further into long island which i thought was totally logical um but nathan just wanted to go to penn station and just take a train home so he was like why don't we eat something around here you want to go to by chloe's which usually yes i fucking love by chloe's um we actually ate that the other night but um, I just threw, like, the weirdest fit all of a sudden because he was, like, asking me to look for food around there. And I so so badly wanted that specific pizza. And um, he was, like, he was he was trying to argue that it wasn't on the way home, which it is. I mean, okay, we had to go, like, uptown and then into Brooklyn, but, like, or maybe downtown... Maybe we didn't have to go down and into Brooklyn. Whatever. doesn't matter. But I was like, um, it's on the way. Okay. We've got to head east to go to Long Island. So we're going like kind of southeast, whatever. And then we'll go home. Anyway, um, (laughs) I got into like a bad mood and I was just like quiet. (laughs) I was just like, no, I don't want to go. And he was like, no, I want it. I want to go get pizza now. And I was like, no, I don't want it anymore. (laughs) Typical fucking fit. Like you... You know you're throwing a fit when you're saying shit like that. No, no, never mind. And I knew it. I knew it. But I couldn't give up. Like, he was like, no, I want pizza. We're going to Vinny's Pizza. And I was like, no, no, I just want to go home. And it was so stupid because I was like, I do want pizza. But I don't want to just be like, okay, thank you. Like, how do you transition out of throwing a fit? how do you transition into normal behavior again? You know, it's like, fuck, I don't know. And then the other day, yes, we were going to buy Chloe's, um, (laughs) which is so fucking good. Meatball sub and mac and cheese, bitch. It's so good. Um, we were walking to buy Chloe's. We had just come into the city and I was really hungry. I hadn't eaten yet and I was ready to have lunch. Um, We got off our subway and my fucking maps on my phone always take me the wrong damn way. So we start walking like up the avenue and then we realize we walked the wrong way. And he's like, oh, it's actually back the other way. And I was like, oh. And, like, he had said that he knew the way. He's like, oh, yeah, it's this way. So I was mad at him <laughs> for taking us maybe a block or two in the wrong direction. And knowing that I'd have to go back that way and then a little bit further. And I, like, started to throw a fit about that. <laughs> I was just like... I was like, I'm just so hungry and, like, I feel sick all of a sudden and I'm hot. Okay. To be fair, when I'm hungry, like, when real hunger hits me, like, I I get sweaty and, like, I'm like, okay, I literally need to eat in five or ten minutes or I'll die. Um, so that feeling hit me, and I was like, well, now I'm wasting all of my precious energy, and now now we have to walk back the other way. And he's like, why did your mood just switch so fast? You were happy one moment ago, and now you're snappy. Like, hmm. Happy to snappy, that's me. And I was like, I'm hungry. You know this. I haven't eaten anything. Um, like, <laughs> and and it was a little bit of caffeine. If I have, like, Starbucks, if I have a drink um, and I'm not, like, eating with it, like, ugh, the caffeine just, like, gives me a headache and it's just, like, too much and it's, like, sugar but no, like, substance. So, anyway, I just broke into a little tantrum there. Oh, my neck cracked. Hello? All right, to end today's fiasco, um, this camera might shot off again. I'm not sure. To end today's fiasco, I want to tell a story about my bad customer of the day. Shouts out, bad customer. Today, I get into work. I'm on bar. Oh, man. Okay, wait. My camera's going to die. I have to restart it. Pause. (laughs) Pause. This is very suspenseful, but sorry guys, I have to leave in a minute. Um, Nathan just got into the train station or he's gonna be there in a minute. And I have to go pick him up. Anyway, my bad customer story of the day. I was on bar, I was making drinks, and then suddenly we got busy and we were busy for like at least like a full hour. You know, a typical rush from slinging drinks. I'm going, do, 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 do. I'm in a good groove. And then this lady comes and she has a venti decaf iced quad americano so whatever i'm pulling her four decaf shots which takes a little while to pull you know um i top it off with the ice and the water i hand it to her and she goes this looks watery and then she tastes it and she's like yeah this is watery and i was like i was like i know i made that correctly so don't you dare trying to blame me but you know obviously i was just like I was like, oh, it tastes watery. And then she's like, yeah, and she hands it back to me and I was like, I'll remake that for you. Meanwhile, I have like 12 cups in the line, dude. I was like, me remaking your drink right now means that somebody else who's already upset and they're sitting here waiting and they mobile ordered and it's not ready yet, whatever. Um, Okay, I'll remake your drink. I make it again the exact same way that I made it the first time, which was right. Give it back to her, she comes back over. It's watery. I can just tell by looking at it. It's watery. And I was like. <laughs> um, and she was like. She was like. She's like. I get this every day. This is wrong. Can you get somebody else? Can you get one of? And I was like. <laughs> Dealing with customers when they're like. Blaming you and saying that you made your their drink wrong. Like, I totally do make drinks wrong sometimes because I'm still new, still learning. Um, so I won't, like, blame them for that. But, like, um, I was making her drink correctly. So, like, she shouldn't have been calling me out for it. But anyway, I was like, okay, lady. <laughs> so, again, we're in the middle of a fucking rush. And she's making us remake her drink again. So, like, my supervisor made it. And luckily, she said the same thing. She's like, no, it's still watery and i'm like bitch um wow and so it ended up being like our our decaf machine was just pulling wrong and like you know it wasn't calibrated correctly so there was too much water in each shot but either way it's like lady You see that there's a rush. There's so many people here waiting for drinks. You see the line of drinks that we have to make. And you're still going to keep asking us to remake your drink. Like, just drink your watery iced Americano. Hello, it's mostly water. (laughs) So anyway, that's my bad customer story of the day. But shouts out, lady. We really appreciate your... um, your business. Thank you, please come again. I am not affiliated with Starbucks and my opinions do not reflect the opinions of the company. I have to go, Nathan's gonna be mad at me that I was waiting. Okay, thanks, bye. Oh good, my camera's dying, great timing.